have to win there. Painter understands it. Oh, anybody! God, I can't see the masses! Trying to save it. Jump ball here. And kept in play by Edwards. What a great numbers. Take the numbers. Edwards steps it in. Thursday night is November 2nd, 2023. Yes, Boiler Breakdown, episode number two for the week. Uh, the rare time that we do two episodes a week, but it's a special one tonight. It is our Purdue Men's Basketball 2023-2024 preview episode, one of our favorite episodes we do every year. And we think this is the uh, 126th year of Purdue men's basketball, which is a lot of seasons for Purdue, Purdue men's basketball. But why I bring that up, Webby, do you think this is the most anticipated season in Purdue men's basketball history? I would say it is in our lifetime. 100%. Yeah. The only other um, season, maybe, is 87 88. Purdue started the season ranked number two. Yeah, that's what my the caveat was probably that one, which you and I were both not alive. So our father not a lot. <laughs> Have to, uh, or maybe some of our listeners will have to come uh, in on that season because, yeah, we were not even a, a th- You're right, not even a thought. And did I lose you? My connections looks like a little spotty here. Okay, I'm back in, so sorry for everybody for the technical difficulties. I'm hoping Evan hops back in here soon as well uh, off the hot start for our our uh basketball preview episode here uh, but the only other season i can think of in evan i's lifetime that would be was close to this anticipated would probably i mean two years ago was pretty highly anticipated but i would say the 09 2010 season when you had chris kramer and keegan grant as seniors Robbie Hummel, Jawan Johnson, Etuan Moore as juniors. Um, that core group had already had two years under their belts of a lot of success. You know, the Baby Boilers as freshmen uh, went on to uh, a surprising season. A lot of people had them picked eighth, if not ninth, in the Big Ten. That was back when the Big Ten was 11 teams. And uh, um, they uh, went on to almost win the Big Ten, uh, finished in the top three. And then uh, it looks like got gotcha back. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't know what happened. I was just kind of rambling, uh, saying the other season in our lifetime. Were you, were you good the whole time? I I don't know. Nobody let me know, so I just yeah. dropped myself out and dropped back in because sometimes I feel like it's good on my end, and it's not. So I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I switched to a hotspot, so hopefully this is better because this kind of happened last time, right at the end when we were when you and I were talking at post podcast. Oh, it's uh, it's hard telling if it's Streamyard or if it's Wi Fi or what it is. It's it's yeah. always, always something. But um, I was rambling on how two years ago was a pretty highly anticipated mm-hmm. season going in, but I would say the one that's closest in comparison to this year would be the 0-9-10 season, 
when Keith yep. Grant, Chris Kramer senior were seniors, Robbie Hummel, Jawan Johnson, Eton Moore were juniors. They already had two years of success under their belts. Uh, you know, that baby boilers year, they shocked the Big Ten kind of. They were supposed to be eighth or ninth in the Big Ten out of 11 teams. Darn near won the Big Ten. Then uh, got to the second round, lost to Xavier. Then that following year, uh, they were kind of clipped by injuries throughout the year, some nagging injuries, especially Robbie's back. But won the Big Ten tournament, got to the Sweet 16, lost to, to Connecticut, who ultimately made the Final Four. And then 0-9-10, we know how that season went. Of Purdue was absolutely rolling. Robbie blows a tire, unfortunately, uh, tears an ACL. And uh, Purdue still makes it to the Sweet 16 and loses to eventual champion Duke. So I would say that season is probably the closest in would anticipation you... to this. Didn't we come into the the ten eleven se- season? I know it was like it was a little bit prior to like the actual season, but weren't we like kind of looked at as like the number one team coming in right before Robbie we, got hurt? We were, um, we were by a lot of the before the polls actually came out. Uh, right. I know uh, uh, Playboy used to couldn't tell if they do anymore. They used to do um, college sports coverage a little bit. They'd come out with college edition. Um, don't ask me how I know that, but, uh, uh, we were their number one ranked team. That's where I was getting at yeah. uh, going into that year. And then, yeah, unfortunately, Robbie blew his knee out again, uh, just a couple weeks, if not a week or two before the polls were supposed to come out. So, yeah, but yeah, that practice. was a highly anticipated season two and that 10, 11 season. Cause that was my freshman year at Purdue. I always look back at that team and think that team overachieved all year long, mm-hmm. even though they had two NBA players. I just felt like they they overachieved, and unfortunately, they kind of kind of woke up. Mm-hmm. Um, Ted Berkey here on YouTube said we were top five that season. I think we were number three in most polls in ten and eleven. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, I remember I saw there was like you know I don't know if it was like an Andy Katz or somebody like had like put like their preseason poll out and it was we were number one and then like as soon as Robbie got hurt we were like twenty fifth or even like out of the. Right out of out of the ranking sounds like really <laughs> one guy. Well, if you remember in the 0-9-10 season when he got hurt, our resume was a lot better than the seating that the NCAA gave us. Mm-hmm. The NCAA gave us what, what were we? We were either four or five. I think we were five. We should, we had the resume to be a top three seed. So right. it was kind of ridiculous, but oh well, oh well. But um, first and foremost, did you watch any of the Grace College exhibition game last night? No, I wasn't going to pay 10 bucks to watch Big Ten Plus. I'm I, uh, right there with you. I had a late night haircut, so I went and I drove around and drove real slow and listened to Rob Blackman. That's <laughs> like so listen to the game. I was just able to see some highlights here and there and kind of yeah. followed the score on Twitter as, as I could. Uh, but nice to see Purdue take care of business, take care of the Lancers, who are ranked number two in NAI. So, it's, I mean, yes, it's quite a bit uh, leveled down from right. NCAA Division One, but still. That's no slouch of a team there in Winona Lake, Indiana. Um, nice to see Purdue take care of business, 98 to 51. Um, and Ted here on YouTube said we would have been a two seed in 9 10. Yeah, definitely had the yeah. resume for it. Yeah. So, uh, so good to see Purdue take care of business. Um, good to see a lot of guys get some good, uh, good run of minutes. Um, looking at the box score here. Uh, but yeah, something that jumps out to me is you know the first half, um, which is when you know, obviously the starters and guys are going to play. You know, played the most for sure. You know, sixteen of thirty-six from the field, eighteen of um, or sorry, eight, sixteen of thirty-six from the field, six of thirteen from three, so forty-six percent, and then twelve of thirteen from the free throw line. So 
very encouraging. I know the second half, three-pointers kind of dip, drop dramatically to two of 14, but also you got guys like, um, you know, some guys taking threes that maybe weren't necessarily going to take threes or even just like, you know, game was out of hand. So guys were just, you know, Edie taking a three and so that definitely dropped the percentage quite a bit. But yeah, Zach Edie uh, led the team with 19 points, 6-12 from the field, 7-9 from the free throw line. He had nine rebounds overall. Um, next leading scorer was Lance Jones in his mm-hmm. uh, Boiler debut. Or well, I guess we did play Arkansas next exhibition, but Mackey uh, debut. Mackey debut. Thank you. He had yeah. thirteen points, uh, five for eight from the field, three from six from behind the arc, and then Braden Smith was the other guy. Oh, we had a couple other guys in double digits. Braden Smith, eleven points on four of nine shooting, three for four from behind the arc. Like seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Berg, eleven points, five for eight from the field. He did attempt one three. He was over one behind the arc. And Caleb first, uh, he had 10 points in 12 minutes of action, three for five from the field, 0 for four from, 0 for one from behind the arc. Excuse me. I was looking at Miles Colvin, who was <laughs> 0 for four from behind the right. arc. Um, minutes played. It's interesting that uh, Camden Hyde mm-hmm. uh, led the team with 21 minutes. He had five yep. points on one for four shooting, one for two from behind the arc. So yeah, he didn't start, but I wonder if that is, you know, Painter trying to fast track someone like him to because we I think, you know, if this team wants to get where they want to go, we're gonna need someone like a Heidi or a Colvin to really make their presence known on this team. Um, so I'm wondering if, you know, that you know, Painter playing him 21 minutes. I mean, he played Colvin 16. Um you know, which is, you know, one off of Braden and Zach type minutes. Um, you wonder if, if Painter playing Heidi that many minutes, if he's just trying to, you know, trying to fast track him to, cause I think he was even first person off. I think he was first one guy off the bench trying to fast track him to get in a bigger role in this, on this team. Cause we're definitely going to need him. Yeah. Cause he's absolutely. super athletic. Absolutely. And I'm a, uh... I'm really curious what the bench rotation is going to look like. I think I think they run with the same starting five next mm-hmm. Monday against Samford, and we'll probably see the same starting five unless unless there some problems arise. I mm-hmm. think we'll see see the same starting five for the good majority of the first month. It's kind of not broke, don't fix it type of thing. Right. You know. Um, I mean, let's see. Yeah, uh, Braden Fletcher, Jones, TKR, and. Um, Ed, duh. Okay, mm-hmm. so I, I mean, I guess who, who do you think would be the first person to drop out of the starting lineup? Probably Kaufman ran, yeah. just because we're so stacked at the four. I mean, you got Gillison first, who yeah. started many games in their career too. That's such a deep position. Um, yeah, I can definitely see Mason maybe taking that spot back if the Ed TKR tandem doesn't prove to be as effective as maybe they were hoping. You can maybe see mm-hmm. you know Gillis coming in. Starting and then TKR coming in at the four and then first going at the five because kind of how it's been going, right? Um, yeah, because like I mean, I, I would see that more than I would see you know a Heidi or Colvin supplanting uh Jones at the three right as of right now. Yep, yep. Um, looking at the schedule here, Purdue opens with uh next mm-hmm. Monday, 6 30 p.m. on Big Ten Network with Samford, who is a good mid major. They won mm-hmm. their conference, I believe, last year. They did. Yeah, um, Foreman had an interesting tweet. I'm going to pull it up. You can go ahead and finish your thought. Then we play – I was just going over next week's game. Then we play Moorhead State next Friday, 7 p.m. at Mackey. But that is Big Ten Plus, the lone Big Ten Plus regular season game. 
of the yep. year. Yeah, he said um, the opener against Sanford is one of four Purdue opponents opponents that won their conference regular season title a year ago. Sanford, Moorhead State, Gonzaga, and Alabama. Three more possible. Three more possible with Kansas, Marquette, and UCLA. And then three others finished in the top three being Xavier, Arizona, and EKU. Yeah, it's a gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> it is a gauntlet of non-conference scheduling, but uh, I think, you know, Matt Painter wants to take on the challenge, head-to-head mm-hmm. him and Elliot Bloom, and they know they got the team for it and doing whatever they can to prepare themselves for March. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you host Xavier in the Gavit Games on Monday, November 13th. That's a 30 game on Fox Sports 1. Then you got that whole week off, and then the following Monday you have Gonzaga, who we played last yep. year. That's ESPN two. That's a five PM game on a Monday, and then we'll see Tennessee or Syracuse on Tuesday, November twenty first. If we win, that game's at eight PM. If we lose, that game's at two thirty. I hope we win. I hope we play Syracuse. I'm tired of playing yeah. Tennessee and things. <laughs> and then Wednesday would be it's of course to be announced with and to be yeah. determined for when we play then. But then potentially we potentially Kansas. Kansas, yep, potentially Kansas. So. Uh, Sounds like they got some problems within their cell, their own for being number one in the country. Sounds like they need their depth to come through a little more. Mm-hmm. And then their exhibition against Illinois the other day, but their exhibitions, everybody's looking way too much into these already. Mm-hmm. Um, then we play Texas Southern, and then two Big Ten games at Northwestern on a Friday night in December, December 1st, then host Iowa December 4th. Then play two neutral games back-to-back, a Saturday, December 9th, up in Toronto against Alabama. That game's at 130 in Fox. And then uh, Arizona in the uh, Indy Classic. Um, that's the Saturday, December 16th. That's on Peacock. So, once again, if you don't have Peacock, you better do so. That's one of Purdue's six games, at least six games. That's going to be on Peacock. And then Purdue also plays Jacksonville on Thursday, December 21st, and Eastern Kentucky Friday, December 29th, before we get into the full Big Ten slate in January mm-hmm. when it turns 2024, which is the first game of Big Ten seasons at Maryland on Peacock. So <laughs> a lot of Peacock games, a lot of uh, Fox Sports games, a lot of CBS games as well. No ESPN games this year. Just a mm-hmm. reminder, the Big Ten is not with ESPN anymore. They're with Fox, NBC, and CBS. So Yeah, the, the only um... – really ESPN will have is the uh, Maui. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So looking at all those non-conference games we just talked about, which one, I guess you can't say Kansas because we don't know if we play Kansas. Right. Of the teams we are scheduled to play, which one stands out to you the most? Which one concerns you the most? Concerns me the most? Um, I think it's Alabama. Yep. Um, just because I think they're very similar to the Arkansas team that we just played. Granted, sure. again, scrimmage, you know, messing with lineups, but you know, Nate Oates has done a really good job down there. Um, especially at a school like Alabama, who prior to his arrival really couldn't give a crap about basketball, and now that they're, you know, they've back, they, he hasn't made a Final Four, but he's he's made some good runs in the tournament so far. He's getting legit recruits. I know, like I think he's already got a five-star already committed for next year's class, if not a high four-star. He's in the running for some others. Like, you know, he's he's playing with the big boys. Um, I mean, with the team, with the school like Alabama, I mean, the NIL, assuming they want to allocate for basketball, it's going to be there if it, if it wants to be there. Right. Um, but, there, I mean, these Alabama teams, I mean, obviously he had Brandon Miller last year, the number one or the number two pick 
right? So the Hornets is the number two pick behind Wemby. That sounds uh, right. Yeah. I mean, long athletic guy. So that's, I mean, it's obviously the kind of been the antithesis of pretty the last couple of years. So that's probably the one that concerns me the most. I mean, Arizona too, just because a guy like Caleb Love, who's been around forever now. Um, They're athletic too. Usually. Athletic as well. Um, Tommy Lloyd's a great coach uh, for being a, a young coach. Um, but yeah, like someone like Caleb Love, it's like, you know, is that someone, you know, or braiding guards or is that somebody put lance on just because of i mean because he's a he's a unit <laughs> he's a big dude mm-hmm. um and he's good um and he's one of those guys that can i mean the the problem with caleb loves he's a guy who can keep you in a game like he did for carolina in the final four run or he's a guy who can shoot you out of it immediately <laughs> so so speaking of um of lance jones do you think he'll be have more of an impact than david jenkins did last year 100 percent. okay he bigger. He's bigger. Um, yeah, I think he can create more for himself. That's kind of what he had to do at Southern Illinois. Um, so I think he has no problem doing that on the scene. Now, whether or not Painter wants him to do that as much, and that was kind of the thing that you know we when he committed, you know, people the first thing people looked at was you know his three point percentage last year was like twenty six percent, which is you know probably been like second best on the team on our team <laughs> last year. <laughs> um, but you know he was you know he was he was the guy on that team. He was, you know, he was a guy who was taking tons of shots, taking deep threes. Um, but I think he's a guy who I think definitely last year's team could have used a lot more just because he's a fearless guy, which I think is what was his team, especially you look at I me mean, and obviously the FDU game where everyone was afraid to take a shot. I think Lance Jones is a kid who's not going to be afraid to take a shot. Um, I like that he's bigger. He's got a little more quickness. Like I said, when I went to the fan day, um, this game two when he took the ball coast to coast in about three seconds it was it was a burst of athleticism that i did not expect to see out of him um i was kind of expecting the david jenkins type athleticism but he surprised me so i think just a guy who can create his own shot will be huge especially if if brayden isn't in the game i mean fletcher's shown flashes of being able to do it um but just having that you know six two six three guard who can get downhill and i mean old guards I mean, as we've seen with college basketball you want to have good old guards. I think we've got one in Lance Jones. I hope he can go off in Mackey against Michigan State like David Jenkins did. Yep. <laughs> so I only see the Spartans once in the regular season. Yep. That's at home on uh, Saturday, March 2nd, 8 p.m. So that's a Fox night game, Saturday night prime Fox night game, which uh, most, if not all, preseason predictions have Purdue and Michigan State 1 and 2 in the Big mm-hmm. Ten. So that's – it's gonna be a, that's gonna be a big one for sure, for sure. Um, how are you feeling coming into the season as a fan? I know you're very excited. Any any anxiety? Any any nerves going on? And what I guess if, if if there are nerves, what concerns you most about this team? As of right now, no. Um, I I think mostly because I think back to the 2021-2022 going to that year of like you know I mean, and looking back like you know, the expectation wasn't i mean we were i think what preseason rank like at, was it like seven or something i don't even know if we were that it's high seven at the highest i think but we might yeah. have been just outside the top 10 i think seven I mean, we, we we you know we knew Jaden was going to be good again we didn't think he was going to be top 10 pick top six pick um we knew he was definitely you know potential lottery pick so that was exciting you know 
ed had shown it was good as freshman year you know for a kid who we thought was gonna have to was gonna redshirt when he came into purdue yeah um and then the thing definitely that trip out i think it was out east when we beat um north carolina villanova yeah it was a connect mohegan sun or whatever um that that weekend definitely like took the expectation from like we could be good to like okay like this team is legit um and then the wheels kind of came off for about a month. <laughs> um, so that gave me a lot of anxiety at the time. But this year, I'm kind of just like, I mean, it, you know, coming off of last year, how it ended, like, I'm tired of hearing it. You know, but at the same time, it's like, the you gotta sit in it. You gotta sit in it. I mean, uh, you know, we've been talking, you know, recruiting, you know, the, the burner account, Truly Donovan put out his uh, final four predictions, and Purdue was one of his. And I mean, just the comments underneath it was like, why would you pick Purdue? You know, they, they can't do anything in March. You know, they lost to a 15 seed with Jaden Ivey and Zach Eady, yada, yada. So it's like, you're going to hear that all year. And it, you know, it, it's disappointing to hear, you know, certain fans say like, you know, only like, you know, I mean, talk to me in March, which, uh, yeah, I get it. Like it, that's it, no matter what this team does until March, like that's something that isn't going to matter. because we're going to find this, this year's team. Um, but it is too to like, bad that college basketball is start. For, it is. for most programs is turning yeah. into that. It is. Too mean, bad. You, like, you know, we we've talked about this, but like with football, it's like you know, go look at college football. Unless you're playing in the college football playoff, like the regular season, like no one cares about the bowls anymore. Like nope. you get to a bowl, it's like you just want to have a someone of a team <laughs> show no up kidding, because, yeah. like, because transfers and guys sitting out for the NFL or whatever reason, which I totally get. Um, so it's like the you know the regular season, like you. Like, you know, that we didn't get a chance to enjoy O'Connell and Charlie Jones in a bowl game last year like we did maybe like we did with Aiden O'Connell the year before. Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, yeah, it does suck. But, I mean, I'm just – my thought is like, you know, I kind of – you know, when I went to the senior day last year, I remember going like when during the starting laps and when Zach Eady was announced, I was like, damn, is this going to be the last time I see Zach Eady in a pretty uniform like in person? And it was, you know, like, you know, didn't expect to, you know, think when he committed to Purdue originally, like when thinking, like you know, we watching a national player of the year on our team. You know, you've, you've we've seen you know great players come through playing at Mackey, but you know, very rarely they wearing a Purdue jersey. Um, and so now the fact that we have him back and I, I get to go watch him play again, like it's just like I'm just going to enjoy it like as much as I can. Like obviously, my kind of thought is like as long as things don't go south, you know, I'm just going to try and enjoy this year as much as I can. Obviously, I'll get mad at losses, and you know that's what kind of sucks with this type of season is just like i mean it was can't had a chance to listen to the world sports show they kind of talked about how certain fans like you know every win is like because this is how i felt in 2021 2022 was like every win is like almost a relief of like okay oh thank god okay on the next one and then every loss is like this is the reason why we're going to lose you know to a 16 15 you know whatever seed you whatever double seed you want to throw in there in march um and so, like, I'm just going to try and just enjoy it for what it is this mm -hmm. year. Watching this team, again, this is the last time we're going to see a lot of these guys play in a pretty uniform. Um, now, that being said, when Selection Sunday hits, I'm going to be probably the most anxious I've ever been in my life <laughs> watching Purdue basketball. But, hey, this one makes it fun. But well, I'm excited. And, I'm excited. And, you know, some fans I've talked to said, yeah, they're going to enjoy the ride this year because they look at it this way. Purdue's already hurt them. As bad as they're ever going to hurt them last year. Yeah, I mean, like you always had that like things that like that level of anxiety of like, I mean, I know the one time we were one seed before it was like we almost lost it, and it's like 
now we've experienced it it's like you really can't get much lower oh. <laughs> so like i mean it's it's crazy I mean, we'll be nervous no matter who we play in the first yeah from now on. we've seen purdue finish you know last in the big 10 and you know get boat raced okay. so many times on our home court and yep. that sucks but you know watching that team lose to a 16 seed and then just hearing you know i guess just thank god for virginia because being the first would have been that's but, the only, but, only way it could have been worse but yet, why why Virginia's not talked about in the same boat is because they came back. It won the national championship the next year, yep. which granted we had them beat. Um, yeah, we did. <laughs> not going down that again. Not going down that again. Uh, so so hopefully um, history repeats itself. But you know, I have heard in recently on college basketball podcasts when they talk about Purdue, not only do they mention the 16 seed over the one seed, they call it the biggest upset in NCAA tournament history. They don't even put the UMBC and Virginia one in that category. And where I could agree with that is just because that UMBC team was pretty good. And where Fairly like, we're, yeah, Fairly, I mean, Fairly wasn't supposed to make the tournament because the team that they lost to in their conference championship, what couldn't play because they weren't eligible or something. Yeah, so that it's was, like, uh, we played them last year. What was, who was that? Oh yeah. Um, I know you're talking about, I know. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. you're talking about, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a stupid rule. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just like, so that's what makes it way worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the guys are tired of hearing about it, but they got to go out and just play with confidence. You know, you yep. can't get timid. You can't get nervous. Can't get afraid. Can't, you know, you got to accept the target on your back because mm-hmm. Purdue's got to be the hunted. Mm-hmm. Last year, they were kind of the hunter, snuck up on everybody, won the Big Ten by three games. Pretty unheard right. of. And now they know everybody. Sure, we have some new pieces. Cam- Camden mm-hmm. Heidi. Uh, Miles Colvin, and even even I would say uh, even Brian Waddell, yeah, who plays more. Lance Jones, um, yeah. Lance Jones, thank you. William Berg, if he gets a run, I I, I don't see him be yeah. a part of regular rotation, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see where I, Matt lands. I, with all due respect, respect to Berg, I hope he doesn't see the rotation because that means something bad probably happened. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know, it will be interesting. I know Matt was on John uh, Rothstein's podcast yeah. the other day and said it was pretty good, of course, like like all oh, Matt's good, like he always is. And he said, you know, he's got a rotation where he could go deeper than usual. He usually feels comfortable at nine, but he said mm-hmm. this year might have to be ten. Yeah, and like I, like I was talking to my friends in Tennessee fan. He was saying the same thing about their team. You know, they beat Michigan State at Michigan State in their exhibition um, without their two best players. They, they've been is, a popular Final Four pick, I've seen. Yeah, without their, which again, like kind of similar to Bain is Purdue's, like you know the the Rick Barnes. You know, he can't do he can't do anything in March. Like he, my friend, even goes, "We're gonna run away in the SEC and then get beat in the second round." He had, he did go to one Final Four at Texas. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, but like he, he's had a lot of good teams. You know, had right. I mean, right. he had Kevin Durant and couldn't get out. He couldn't even get sure. to the Sweet 16. Um, sure. Which, you know, what I mean, again. Kevin it's, Durant it's weighed like a buck 40 then at Texas. <laughs> Soaking wet. That's when the jerseys were pretty loose fitting too. So yeah. it was just like, it was a. What, wasn't he the one he, he couldn't, he could hardly do any reps at the NBA Combine? On the bench yeah, press. Yeah, he can do a bench press. Yeah, he can, yeah. Yeah, he can do a bench Crazy. press. Crazy. Now he's yeah. one of the best scores in NBA history. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, they're like, you know, he was saying the exact same thing, but it's like, um, I just completely lost my train of thought there. Um, what was I saying about Tennessee? Uh, Rick Barnes hadn't, hadn't done much. Um, there. Oh, he was saying, deep, I was saying, like, team. how they, they have a deep team. And he's like, we could go 12 deep. And I was like, 
but can you really? Because like I, I hear teams, like, you know, I've, I've heard, you know, we've we've said that about Purdue in the past. It's like, oh, we could go 10, 12 deep. It's like, yeah, but then like you've got guys who were like get on the floor, and then immediately coming back out, so you don't get guys into a rhythm. We kind of saw that with like Newman in the Brandon Newman in the past, where he'd get on the floor, you know, for a five minute stretch, didn't even chance to get warm, and then he's getting pulled. Not necessarily because he's anything bad, but because Jade Ivey's come back in the game, or you know, or Sasha's coming back in the game, or something. Um, so it's like, is it you know? Yeah, it's nice to have that, but at the same time, it's like can't let you guys kind of work through their mistakes and get cooking. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I will say I will be shocked if Purdue gets through their non-conference schedule undefeated for the third straight year. Yeah. Least um, and, you know, I know knucklehead central is going to just come unglued when Purdue loses <laughs> one, two, if not three games in non-conference, I'm fully yeah. expecting losing. I fully expect to lose one, two wouldn't surprise me. Even three wouldn't shock yeah. me, but I wouldn't put money on losing three as long as Purdue stays healthy. I think one or two yeah. is about yeah. where they'll land. Um, and, 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 you know, Maui, for instance, you want to go at least two and one down there. Yeah, you want to get – That's the goal. You want to get yeah. two. You want to get that first one, get in the winner's bracket, you know, then yep. – because you don't want to, like, lose and then play Shamanah. I mean, nothing in Shamanah, but it does nothing. I mean – it, it can only and hurt we, you. And we, yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't even want to attempt. Yeah. To play yeah. Shamanad. We've been there. Yeah. Nope. Let's like nope. it could be. I mean, we could have a repeat of what was it the what was the tournament in 2018 where we lost uh, to Tennessee, then lost to Western Michigan, then played Arizona in the like console yeah. like the last place game when like we both thought we when everybody thought that those two teams would be playing the championship. And yeah, we that was them. awful. That was awful. Then we got hot. But yeah, that was yeah, awful. yeah. It was just like, oh god, <laughs> we're gonna go. I forget, I forget what that tournament was, but yeah, we've we've had some bad ones. And I remember the uh, one out in Vegas. With the Bailey Baby Boiler team, we lost to uh, Iowa State. Iowa State, and then you and I watched that game at your house on like didn't, your didn't we? Yeah, oh yeah, the old. It's like, it's like, you know, we watched it. How about did we lose or barely beat Missouri State? I thought we. It, beat it was that. a bad trip. It was a bad yeah, trip. Was a really I just bad remember trip. that. Well, then we came uh, home and like lose to Wofford. <laughs> yes. Yes. Boiler legend Stuart Swaggart uh, watching the podcast. To say and said, uh, last weekend was a rough weekend for the Boilers. Yes, indeed. Say that again. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, Saturday was not a fun one. Uh, still mad about the Nebraska loss. And we're almost a week, week to it. Hey, at least we know that if Purdue loses to Michigan on Saturday, it's because they stole our signs. That's all we can say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the reason. It's the only reason. <laughs> yeah, the only reason. Yeah, but hey, yeah. Yeah, it was like like Stu said, so bad. Yeah, it was <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it was awful. It was awful. It was awful. But uh, no, uh, what? Of course, we want to make the final four. We want to make the national championship game in basketball this year. But what would you be satisfied with if final four is off the table? Purdue falls short. Would satisfied. you be satisfied <sighs> with anything else? I um, satisfies is a key. Like so I'm trying to, like, what would I consider like? Because <laughs> last year we weren't satisfied, of course. Because one big, even though one Big Ten, one Big yeah. Ten tournament, losing a 16 seed, you can't be satisfied. If we would have made a little run, maybe yeah. I I guess like if when Selection Sunday comes, like knowing nothing about the tournament, I will be satisfied with 
um, one Big Ten championship. Yeah. Either one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stu here wants to know what you thought about the play of Edie. Um, I'm assuming that's Arkansas and maybe even Grace. <coughs> well, didn't see either game. Um, but from what I saw of highlights from yet last night's scrimmage, I mean, he's player of the year. <laughs> I mean, like he's definitely, which is crazy too, is um, you know, I don't think he'll win player of the year again, at least national. I think it's just going to be so hard. Like, I think his numbers will be a little down. It, it um, is. I think, but, but I think it's going to be, I mean, as you're, I'm assuming you're alluding to is because someone else is stepping up um, because I kind of hope his numbers go down a little bit um, because I want that like Braden Fletcher, you know, some, you know, Lance Jones, Cam right. Heidi, somebody to kind of take some of that away. So it's just not just a, what we saw in FDU game of it's either Edie or three. Like we need like something else. Like, I don't really care what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, um I, th- I think his rebounding will still be, I think his rebounders will stay the same. I definitely think his points will go down. Um, and I just feel like it's going to be, I mean, I guess, has it, when's the last time there was a back-to-back player of the year? Was Garza player of the year? Ralph, Ralph Sampson. Ralph Sampson. Okay. Back, back in oh, the Garza day. was back-to-back Big Ten player of the year. Duh. Yeah. I yeah. Think. Ralph Sampson. Um, yeah. So it's obviously now, and usually because player of the year usually goes pro. So this is kind of un, uncharted territory. Right. Um, but I mean, you've got like a Kyle Filipowski who's coming back, who's just, I mean, the Duke hype machine is already strong, like <laughs> as it is. Um, sure. So you've got guys like that. And I'm blanking on other. I mean, telling of the first team preseason All American team, what that was, um, but um, I mean, it was crazy with Edie's. Like, I think you know he may not win Player of the Year, but I think he'll be better than he was last year, just overall, just because. Of, I mean, we always seem to forget that um, he was getting pushed around in Arkansas, um, probably because the officials weren't calling it, um, but. Uh, um, He's, he's, he's been catching the ball a lot farther away from the basket. I don't know if that's maybe by design because he made a move yesterday in the and now again, I think it's grace, but he made a move where he actually caught the ball and actually kind of drove and took like, it looked like a travel, but only because his, he can take the largest steps of any human being. Known <laughs> to man. Um, so just like, just like that athleticism, it's like, who's going to go meet him at the rim? Like who's going to challenge him at that? I mean, you'll have a few guys try and do it, but like, Good luck. Um, so I, I think, yeah, I think we're going to see, you know, hopefully him better in the pick and roll defense. Um, him almost kind of facilitating off a of pick and roll on offense. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm really interested to see because, again, like he's only played basketball for what five, six years now. So it's like he's only going to get better. Like, yeah, I know he did. He did not play his freshman year in high school. So I think he started playing right. sophomore year um, in high school. I mean, he, he played, you know, a whole lot. You know, he spent a ton of time with team Canada playing with mm-hmm. legit NBA players. So it's like, that's not going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, I think we're going to see a much improved ED, even if he's, his stats don't reflect that of last year, just because we were so dependent on him. I know Robbie Hummel and Jeff Goodman were talking about Purdue today on the field of 68 podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and Robbie picked Purdue to make the final four. Goodman did not. Goodman gave <sighs> Almost some flack. Well, they both agreed. I think Zach Eady will be a better player this yeah. year, which is hard to believe because, like you said, he's the reigning national player <laughs> of the year. Um, to answer your question, Stu, about Miles Colvin, if he's played at all, he did play 16 minutes last night against Grace College at eight points on two of eight shooting. He was 0 for 4 from behind 
the arc, but was four for four from the free throw line. So I think I think he's too talented not to find his way into the rotation. I just yeah. don't know what exact spot that is. If it's yeah. seventh, eighth, ninth man, and how many minutes that will be per game. But I think his biggest challenge is going to be team defense. Um, as well, yes, as a, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, it's just yeah. I mean, it's one thing to you know contain your man one on one, which I know he can do. I mean, he's he's got all the tools. I mean, he has the same tools that Ivy had. I mean, he's long, he's athletic, strong. I mean, he's I mean, he, and he's young too. Like he's young for his grade, but like he's really strong. Um, it just comes from a good pedigree. Comes from a good pedigree. Yeah. Um, um, the you know he got the same tools that Ivy has. The problem is Ivy just didn't give a crap about defense. So if he can, if he can, if his give a crap motor um can work well, he can be incredible. Um, Yeah, the the Colvin family can become Purdue's most popular family pretty fast with Raven excelling at volleyball and, of course, Roosevelt being a a Purdue legend that didn't a defensive end. So, um, yeah, if Miles can contribute on this team, they'll they'll be right there as Purdue royalty for the family. Um, Evan, besides Michigan State in the Big Ten, who are some other teams that worry you on paper? Illinois, as much as I hate saying it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Illinois, I'm really curious about Maryland. I'm looking at a CBS um, prediction. Um, when was this written? This was written uh, about a month ago, less than a month ago. Um, and they have uh, Illinois finishing third behind Purdue and Michigan State. Um, Maryland really intrigues me. Um Obviously, you know, that game last year was really frustrating from a Purdue standpoint. Um, Kevin Willard's doing a really good job there. They've got, what, Dante Scott's back. Um, they've got uh, Julian Reese is back as a big man. Um, Hakeem Hart, um, oh, he transferred, sorry. Um, they've got some good incoming freshmen. Uh, I mean, like a Jordan Geronimo from Indiana, he transferred there. So, like, it just adds athleticism. Not about that. But, yeah, they have two potentially really, really good freshmen coming in. Um, what was their name? Um, uh, it was Deshaun Harris-Smith, who apparently is like, had been super impressive in practice. And they've got a kid. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. Kaiser, I think is his last name. He was a really good shooter. Um, that could be, you know, challenge for freshman of the year in the big 10. Um, I'm really glad we play them uh, during winter break for them. <laughs> so hopefully the students aren't there. Um, Cause that is a very, that's a tough place to play. Yeah. College um, park's not easy. Yeah. Um, they worry me. Um, Wisconsin. I mean, people are high in Wisconsin. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they, they, they return a lot. Um, obviously Tyler wall is their go-to guy, but it's Wisconsin. They don't have a Johnny Davis on there anymore. Um, Northwestern, you know, obviously Boo Boo is back, but they lost, you know, Chase Adish. So I think they lose a lot of their punch, especially on defense from that. Um, I know Brooks Barnheiser went off last night in their scrimmage. He went for like 29 points. It'd be cool to, I mean, cool to see that Lafayette native doing well. Um, if he can step and get a bigger role. Um, I know, Indi- I think Indiana, some people have Indiana top four. Some people have them seven or below. I think they probably have some of the biggest, they think they have the, they have the biggest floor to ceiling gap of any big 10 team um, just because they've got a ton of talent, but interesting fit. I feel like um, 
I think if you're like going back to your question as I rambled, I think the the teams that worry me the most probably are Illinois and Maryland. Yeah, yeah. I I was gonna say Illinois. Which speaking of Illinois, Stu wants to know our thoughts on Ty Rogers from Illinois, and he's he's a sophomore. He played a yeah, he played a good amount of minutes. I mean, he played in all thirty three games last year. He averaged three point three mm-hmm. points per game. He's from Saginaw, Michigan. Stu says and played at Stu's Middle School. Um, yeah, he'll have a bigger role on the Illinois team this yeah, year. Yeah, sure. he'll be starting point guard. Right? We were we were talking with our good friend who's a huge Illinois fan. We were kind of asking him about you know what his thoughts were. He said that they've got a ton of ton, ton of depth. They're old, and when, when Illinois was old a couple years ago when they won the Big Ten, when you had Frazier who was there for a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, the problem, the only the biggest knock against Ty Rogers is he's not a good shooter, according to our friend. Um, but I mean. I think if you can facilitate that offense, I mean, you've got some some really good talent on that team, which would Terrence, yeah, Terrence Shannon, yeah, who could be player of the year in the Big Ten. He'll definitely mm-hmm. challenge Ed. I I love his game. I remember I said it last year when he when I first saw him, one of their first games. He's just huge. He's athletic. I mean, he kind of led that comeback last year at Mackey. Um, he's a, he has has that, that potential to just go nuclear um, from deep, and he's just big and athletic, so he can get to the hoop really easily. Obviously, you've got um, uh, oh, what's their big man who likes to play the point guard? <laughs> um, thirty-three. Uh, where's oh, he? um, Coleman Hawkins. Coleman Hawkins. Yeah, he can go off. Um, Dane Danger's, you know, Travion Light right now. Yep. Um, so they're, they're a really good team. Really, really tough matchup. Thanks for tuning in, Stu. Yeah, let's boiler up Saturday night and shock the world. Yes, sir. Uh, sounds good to me. It's good to me. I'm sure Stu definitely wants to do that, being a Michigan guy. Yeah. Uh, from Michigan. Um, but, no, I, I definitely need to do my uh, Big Ten basketball research. That's that's my homework over the weekend to get um, – It's just so hard nowadays with – With, with the portal and everything, yeah. yeah you just It was it's hard just like before my, then, and now it's right, yeah. even more difficult. I mean, yeah, just um, looking – I mean, just trying to remember who – you know, I mean, even just like – I mean, it was one thing when guys were transferring out of conference. It's now when they're transferring within the conference. Like, I right. see Geronimo going to Maryland, like stuff like that. I mean, you see it right. quite a bit. I mean, um, Jameson Battle going from Minnesota to Ohio State. That's a team that could potentially be – you know, they were terrible last year. But, again, they have a ton of talent. So, if they can put it together, you know, watch out. Um, yeah, it took uh, kind of some heroics on our part to win that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the first, the first one, second one, we we blew him out of the water, yeah. Mackey. Yeah, but we only get uh, him once this year, and that's at Ohio State. That is yep. a Sunday CBS game on February eighteenth, one o'clock. Yep. Look at a team like Rutgers. I mean, they lost Paul Mulcahy. Thank God he went to. I forgot he went to Washington. Um, completely forgot about that until today. We get them twice. We get them on a Sunday on Fox in Piscataway, <laughs> and then we play them uh, home on a Thursday night on Fox Sports One. Yep. I think I forgot Rutgers lost that shooter with the game winner against us. He transferred somewhere, I think. I Spencer. Think. Spencer, yeah. Cam Spencer. Cam Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. Do you go to Georgetown? I don't remember where he went. Uh, it's that seems like it'd be a fit, but I'm not sure. Uh, but I know like we were talking this morning in our group uh text message you, Andrew and I, that Rutgers is in on Top five national players right now for next you went year. Went to UConn. Okay. Hmm. Good oh, you went to the defending national. Oh yeah, team. yeah. Yeah. Rutgers. They've got. Uh, depending on the service you 
prefer. Um, they've already got they've had a five star commitment Ace Bailey for a while. He's like number three player, and then they've they're in on Dylan Harper, the younger brother of of a uh, Bryce or not Bryce Harper, <laughs> Ron Harper Jr. Um, you know, obviously they're easily you know I think his top five is like. Rutgers, Duke, Kansas, Auburn, and Indiana. Um, and he's only visited – he's visited Rutgers a ton, obviously. He's visited Duke. He's visited Indiana. Um, so if he goes there, it's like, yeah, they could be, you know, two top five players, which is insane. I know we're kind of bouncing around here, but I always like to look uh, who's senior day we're going to be. It looks mm-hmm. like we're going to be Illinois senior day, assuming they don't right. have a home game <laughs> that week. We, yeah. we play March 5th, Tuesday, March 5th. They could have another home game after us, yeah. I guess. But that looks like it would be the only one. Um, we are at Michigan on February 25th, but I doubt Michigan has three straight road games in the year. Right. Um, the Big Ten tournament being in Minneapolis, Minnesota will be interesting this year. Mm-hmm. That's going to be cold. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I'm biased by which it was in Indianapolis every year, or at least the old rotation of Indianapolis and Chicago. But mm-hmm. I think we're going to see it bounce around a bunch. We've seen it in D.C. We've seen it in New York. You can't tell me L.A. is not going to want it at least for a year. Right. And then, yep. then at that point, I get it. If other Seattle, maybe like, even well, like, like, oh yeah, Seattle or Portland, um, yeah, or you know Detroit, they're gonna Michigan, Michigan State's gonna say, hey, why not Detroit? Right. And then you're gonna have Ohio State say, hey, why not Cleveland? Um, yeah, Pittsburgh. I it could go all over <laughs> the place. Put in Omaha, Nebraska. There we go. Right. Um, but um, it's gonna be a fascinating year in the Big Ten and around college basketball. So now the big question, Webby. Um, been beating around the bush this whole time for 45 minutes. Does Purdue get to their first Final Four since 1980? <laughs> barring, barring injuries. Injuries, right, we stay healthy. Yeah. We stay healthy. Yeah. So I'm putting that on the table. We stay healthy. Yes or no, does it happen? Is this the team of destiny to at least get to the Final Four? Good God, job. I hope so. Speaking <laughs> of that, I do hate that narrative. Because yeah. I not only want to get the final, I want to win the national championship. Because I think Purdue right. actually has a team that could do that. Mm-hmm. And even though Matt Painter's doing a great job and with the culture of Purdue, getting good recruiting classes, getting good teams, we don't know when we're going to be in this position again. Right. Yeah. To legit be a national championship contender, not just Final Four, national championship contender. Yeah. Yeah, it, getting it, the Final Four would be great because we would break the streak. We'd break the ice, you know, finally get there. But I want to hang a banner for a national championship. Right. Which is just wild to think about. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it I can't even laugh, imagine what my anxiety would be. Yeah, actually, I know I've said this a ton of times before, but like I just go. I remember like vividly thinking back to, oh gosh, probably, uh, twenty. It was 2015, 2016. We lose to Arkansas Little Rock. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, we know we we're losing AJ. We're losing Rayfell. Like, are we going to be this good? And then next year, Biggie goes off, and it's like. You know, we're going to the Sweet 16. It's like, dang, this team is like with Biggie, like, hey, like, you know, who should have been a player of the year? Um, like this team was, was could legitimately go to a final four with, you know, with the talent around them. And then we don't get it. It's like, are we ever gonna be this good again? And then it's like next year, it's like this team has, you know, won like like 19 in a row or something like that. And then we lose Isaac Haas and we lose and we're like, oh my god, like are we gonna be this like we're definitely gonna be this good again? And the next then year we're gonna be Elite Eight. <laughs> Um, yeah. really eight. Um, and that yeah, team probably, out of all those teams you mentioned, that team probably 
was the one that had the least amount of business being in a position they were in. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. They just had a hot two hot yeah. shooters. I mean, seven and five at the end of or going into like at the end of December or something like that. You know, everybody's written them off. And I hated uh, that team. If you remember it on this podcast. Oh, I remember. I hated it. Because I, I, I was don't weirdly, like, I was weirdly like, no, this team is totally fine. Yeah. yeah I was you, like, you, it, you, it wasn't like me trying to be like, yeah, it wasn't me trying to be like you know, just trying to be different. It was just like I like remember watching the games and I was like, you know, okay, we're we're losing, but I was like, I I feel like this team is going to figure it out. Like they're like, I feel like they're right there. Whether that, that was just taking a lucky guess or not, but like, it was like, dang, I actually know what I was talking about. <laughs> I just remember, I thought they were so selfish. I just hated watching them. I'm like, I don't enjoy, even when they win, I enjoy watching <laughs> yeah. play. But then they end up being one of my favorite Purdue teams just because of the, yeah, the, the, the stretch or the, the run in the home stretch yeah. there. Well, then like, but, then we, you know, we have Ivy and then we lose him. It's like, God, we're not going to like, we're not going to be this good. And then last year, we're number one again. Yeah. So it's just yeah. like, you know, at this point, it's like, why? Yeah. I mean, I'm, but yeah, like, are we ever going to be this position again? Like, we're probably, we're going to lose Zach after this year and all that. But yeah. Um, Cause I've always said, like, the team that's going to do it, get over to hump for Purdue, is going to be a Purdue team nobody expects. Yeah. Um, but now, Credit to Matt Painter. Thank God he's our basketball coach. He's been having pumping out good team after good team mm-hmm. to where we're not really in that position. Because you know, right. I always thought we're gonna have a sneaky good team that's a five or six seed and just mm-hmm. get hot at the tournament and go to the final four. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean the fact that you have, I mean, yes, Zach is you know can be a liability on against you know up tempo teams, but people said that last year, and I mean Gonzaga was one of the highest tempo teams. Yep. beat the crap out of them. You know, Duke way more athletic. Beat the crap out of them. Um, you know, beat an Illinois team who I like, who terrified the ever living crap out of me um, going into the year because <laughs> of how. Because I remember, like, you know, my boss is a huge Illinois fan. Talk with other Illinois fans that are, you know, I'd worked with. They're like, you know, this team is going to just run circles around Edie. Like, you know, he's not going to be able to keep up and beat them. Um, so it's just like, so it's like, I mean, like we have the best player in college basketball. And I think, you know, a more aggressive Braden Smith, um, you know, another year for Fletcher Lawyer under his belt. He played a lot of minutes last year, obviously. Um, you know, a guy like Lance Jones, hopefully the athleticism of Cameron Heidi and Miles Colvin. I mean, why the hell not? Let's go win the damn thing. Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, Webby, I got a fun little game I thought we oh, would do. Okay. Um, and it is, it's a quiz. I, it's, okay. it's not like one I usually do. It's, it's a site. I've come across that has uh, fan-made quizzes. I'm going to give you the um, option of what quiz you want to take. Okay. So it's Purdue basketball, of course. So you can do leading Purdue basketball scores from 92 through 09. And, and I've done these myself. So um, uh-huh. you can do Purdue 1,000-point scores. So that's all time. Purdue 1,000-point scores. Or... There was another one on here I saw the other day. Where did that go? That was a really good one. Uh, let's see if I can find the other one. Which one of those two would you rather do if I can't find this other one? Let's do 1,000-point scores. 1,000-point scores, okay. I'm going to try to see if I can find this other one. I'm going to regret that one, but I feel like I feel more confident. I can get a lot more on that one than I can the point leaders. <laughs> Well, there's a, here's another one. Purdue basketball starters since 72, 73. <laughs> oh, God. That's such a, wide, such a long time. Um, okay. I cannot. There was one that had, like, tons of statistical leaders. 
or Purdue basketball single season leaders, which let me take a look at this one real quick just to see what it is. It's can you name the Purdue Boilermakers basketball top 10 single season statistical leaders? And it has top 10 in points, resists, steals, blocks. Hmm. It gives you the year and what they have. Um, but you want to do 1,000 point scores, you said? Sure, why not? Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. Let me get the quiz up and I'll share my screen. I've done it before and I don't remember what I scored on that. I was kind of humbled. 54, okay. Okay, there's 54, you get oh, 10 minutes. And it gives okay. you the points. Oh, it gives you the year. Okay. So uh, okay. when you're ready, let me know. Let's do it. Okay. We got Rick Mount. Yep. I was, like, was going to say, I know you you suck at spelling, so I'm glad that you can just do one name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe Barry Carroll. Each one more. You go in order. 6366. Is that Scheffler? Oh, Scheffler's on no. there, but he's <laughs> <in 96 laughs> Oh my god. Oh, who I know this. God, he um I know it too, and I can't think. Yeah. yeah. Um wow, and I know the 85, and I'm blanking on every player who's ever played now. Um start Carson throwing Edwards. out players. Yeah, yeah I know Carson right. Edwards. Because Vince Edwards is another one. <laughs> You're putting Edwards. <laughs> I was. I knew what I was doing. Uh, Caleb Swan again. Juwan Johnson. Caleb was actually not a thousand points. Nine hundred ninety-four. Oh, but it shows it shows it down there. Oh, okay. I see. Wow. I still only played two years. Okay. Uh, oh crud. What? There we go. Uh, Robbie Hummel. Um, has Edie hit a thousand points yet? Like, I haven't seen if he's on. No, he hasn't hit it yet, right? Has he? He's not on. No, he's not yeah. on here yet. I, okay, oh, that's because he's he's getting close because like he has the potential to do like a thousand points. There's a, some stat that was out there. Um, Brian Cardinal. Uh, Troy Lewis. That's what I was thinking. Of. I cannot think of his name. God, the fourth leading scorer is pissing me off because I know I've gotten this question right in the past. Um, just look at some years here. Oh, obviously, Big Dog. That's not how you spell that. I know. Oh, they gave you another one there. Mike Robinson. Gave you Mike Robinson. Probably gotten that. <laughs> yeah. He was a McDonald's All American, I believe. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, 2014 to 2018. Uh, AJ Hammonds, did he? Did he? Yeah, pretty easily. Yeah, that's true. Um, did the Matthias. In Western Cowboy. Um, Isaac Haas. Okay, he was uh, so I was looking at um Conzo. Okay. How many did you get? 
I don't remember. I think it was like 30, maybe. Okay. I'm like, I feel like I'm overthinking it way too much. Um, did Rayfell get it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was looking at that last one. Barely. Like, he, barely. Like, he barely got it. God, 2006, 2010. That one's. Got some others. Uh, did um, Kenny Lowe? Willie Dean. Did he get it? I don't even play. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. He was, I, I, he was the one I, I thought about. David Teague. Okay. Okay. Did. No, I don't think. I was going to say Carl Landry, but he's not, I don't think he did it because uh, I don't see him. Like oh, he did? Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, he was amazed. Yeah, it was. Uh, did. um. Did Rowinski do it? I know mean, he's Big Ten Player of the Year, but that's how you spell it. I think that's how you spell it. I think so. Yeah. Uh, didn't take it. Okay. Um... <laughs> oh, if it pops up at the end, and I've, I've yeah. spelled it, give it to you. Gosh. Um... Everett Stevens. Hmm. Man, I'm the 63 to 66 one is absolutely uh, Dave Steelhouse. Yes, I spell I, that. Yeah, good yeah. luck. That yeah, I know that's who it is. Yeah. I, um, I have no idea without Googling it, which I can do, I guess, on my phone. God, your dad's gonna be so embarrassed by me. Uh, did um. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that's how you spell it. Holy smokes. <laughs> Watch this. It's like eight. Oh, nope. Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't have guessed oh, that. Oh, no. I thought there was a U in there for sure. <laughs> um, I'm looking at the years. See, I don't think he would have because Lord knows they didn't move the balls. So I was going to say wouldn't, but there's no way back then. <laughs> he scored the average like 12. No three point line either. Yeah. Um, Even though Rick Mouth scored 2,000. Right. Yeah. Twenty-three. 3.1. Some of these years are really making me mad. Um, uh, did Brantley do it? No. Okay. 2018, 2022. Oh, his teammates that, did. Oh, um, Sasha. Oh, man. Can you just put yeah. Sasha? No, you can't, I guess. It's I think I can... Here I go. I don't know if he did S- 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 T E F A N O V I C S T E F A N A N O V I C. Yeah, get it. I'm not huh. seeing his years on here. Interesting. So. Okay. Who's that? Twenty eighteen. Who knows when this was? That's true. I don't yeah, know when this was made. It's true. Yeah, it's very true. Well, at least I mean, it ended at least two years ago, twenty eighteen yeah. to twenty twenty two. Who the hell graduated? Um, Travion. Okay, that's what I was looking at. Okay, dang. Okay, good. Put Travion. Um, twenty. 
I got each one. I got Juwan. I got Robbie. Who was the 2006-2010? DJ Bird didn't do it, did he? Well, let's put right under 20. Oh, 890. Okay. Who graduated in 2010? Oh, no. No. Lewis Jackson? Is he on there? There's no way. It just shows him 885, but... Two minutes. Oh boy. Okay. I'm trying to think of players now. Uh, those like those like late nineties Katie's teams all just run together. Um Brandon McKnight, I'm guessing no. Nope. Son of a bitch. Some of these years are really making me mad because I'm going to be so mad at myself. That, 2000, that 1030 number, 10, 2006 to 2010 person is going to piss me off. Did Ryan Smith do it? I'm going to guess no. I know what's going to happen if I do this. Got to give you a different on. one. Oh, just put, can you put Ryan oh no, Smith? it didn't. No, it didn't. Never mind. I thought there was another Smith that did it. I was mistaken. He did not. Okay. I thought Rodney Smith scored a thousand. Okay. He did not. Um, 2010, 2014. Who put on some terrible teams? I'm trying to think. Tyrone Johnson. Is he on here? I don't think so, but. There you go. Okay. He graduated in 2014. I guess I thought he mm-hmm. was before then. Um, 40 seconds. Oh, God. <sighs> Only to get like half. Um, did Matt Kiefer do it? It's a K-E-I. Um, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm disappointed um, in you that you didn't get the 06 to 10 one yet. I'm I'm drawing a blank. Um I'm trying to remember who's on that team. Keaton Grant. There you go. It's like, jeez. Kramer, <laughs> did he get a thousand? I don't think he did. No, he's eight fifty. No, yeah, so he didn't score enough. All right. So Terry Dishner, okay. Walter Jordan from Fort Wayne. Oh, Keith yeah. Edmondson, okay. Todd Mitchell, Todd Mitchell, Chad Austin, Austin. John Garrett. John Garrett. Jerron Cornell, one of my favorite Cornell. first players. Uh, Mel McCants, Brad Miller, Brad Miller, okay, Russell Cross, Eugene Parker, Frank Kendrick, Drake Morris, Bob Ford, Mel Garland, Bruce Parkinson, Matt Waddell. I was gonna Jerry, say Matt Waddell, I was like, I don't think he, if he did, Jerry Scheiting, uh, Sheesting, Herm Gillum, yeah. Sheesting, thanks, uh, Larry Weatherford, Joe Sexton, Steve Reed, Woody Austin, Bob uh, Perkheiser, Billy Keller, Tony Jones, Wayne Wells, and Dennis Blind. I haven't heard of some of those guys. Got to be. I'm trying to look at see who you, you beat the average. You beat the average. Though. Look, see so you beat the average. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm mad about Jerron Cornell. Um, Brad Miller really makes me mad. <laughs> so I thought of Matt Waddell, but I was like, "There's no way." Um. Yeah, a lot of these I probably wouldn't have even thought of. 
I think I got John Cornell, Todd Mitchell, Chad Austin, Woody Austin. But I think I missed all the other ones you missed. I don't remember getting any of those others. So I must have just got a few more than you. So what did I say? 30? Yeah, that would have been about 30, I think. So Was I get Scheffler right? Was he on there? I don't think he was on there. Okay. Oh, yes, he was. Yes, you, you got him. You got him. Okay. There, 86 and 90. Yep. yep. So, yeah. Fun little quiz. Yeah. Test, test your knowledge. So, all right. Well, uh, any final thoughts, Webby, before we do our sponsor reads and call this a uh, a wrap for the basketball preview? It's crazy that. I guess, um, do you have a... Uh, I, I, Outside of Edie, who do you think is our next leading scorer? Braden Smith. I think so, too. I guess it's too easy of an answer. I think I think he's going to hit a lot of threes. Yeah, I think Lawyer could, could contest with that. Um, I think. Do you have a first-team All-Big Ten, if you had a guess? Edie, Terrence Shannon. I, I'm blanking on names. That's the problem. Yeah. So here's what start from Michigan that. State. Yeah. Um, yep. I know you're talking about. <laughs> um, uh, Walker. Um, yep. Yep. Um, so, so so they had. Wait. Hold on. Okay. So they have Player of the Year. ZD. It says four more players to watch. They have Terrence Shannon, Jameer Young from Maryland, Xavier Booker from Michigan. I don't think he's gonna play. And then <laughs> Tommy Naga from Nebraska. I hope he contends for probably of the year. That'd be awesome. Um, I will give that guy credit. He went from a guy I was getting mad because he's come off the bench and just throwing in shots to he's turned yeah. into a pretty good player. Yeah, a guy that you like see at the co-rec who's just lighting it up and then it's like, oh, and there actually, actually ball. Um yeah, I think Walker for sure, or that or um their other their other guard or their other guy. I, I just, I, I get so mad at myself because I consider myself a pretty big, big Tim basketball Boo-boo-y fan. Probably. I just, I, yeah, probably. yeah. Um, There'll be some surprises. Tyler wall could be. Yeah. He's been there for a million years. Yeah. Um, so. uh, that's amazing. Just had the season for excited for the season to start. It's crazy that's already here. Um, felt like you know, like football season started. I still felt like basketball was, you know, I guess it was months away, but it felt a long ways away. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, Sam, we know we lost Arkansas. Thank goodness it. Uh, yeah, I'm not it, uh, didn't count. Question. And and Arkansas is good. They're ranked 14th, yeah. and a lot of people are picking them as a Final Four team. So yeah, and it's exhibition doesn't matter. Yeah, like, Michigan State lost, Kansas lost. So. Top five. Pretty sure the whole top five lost. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be here. Excited to be back at Mackey at some point. Um, not sure when I'll be back, but um, the new tunnel's new. They added mm-hmm. like lights to the tunnel, sound system. Sound system. Thank the God. new. Thank God. <laughs> Couldn't hear anything. <laughs> not because the crowd was loud, just because the sound system sucked. Um, no, just crazy basketballs here, and now comes the most anxiety-inducing six months of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Couldn't say better myself, man. Yeah. But I know a lot of times, you know, basketball games, you got multiple games a week. You got those weeknight games. You got those you don't Saturday. 
No, you don't want it. Nobody ever wants to cook. Let's be honest. No, Whether let's it's be a honest, weeknight yeah. or or a Saturday afternoon or Saturday night or or a Sunday, especially like a Sunday. So. Uh, uh, we we got a perfect place for you to get some food, whether that's pizza, cheese sticks, grinders, wings, whatever you may be. Mad Mushroom has it all. Mad Mushroom is uh, a sponsor of our podcast. They've been serving Boilermakers since 1993. They're located in the heart of West Lafayette, and they're well-known as the home of the original cheese stick. Whenever, whenever Evan, Andrew, or I go, we like to sit down and have an ice-cold beer while trying out their latest pizza of the month, which now we're in November, we have a new pizza of the month. And that is Tristan's Thanksgiving Feast. It's turkey gravy topped with corn, savory stuffing, hickory smoked turkey, and mozzarella and cheddar cheeses finished with parsley. And that is that is a Thanksgiving feast within itself, starting at $14. So if you get two of those, that puts you over the $20 limit. And then you can just tell them the boiler breakdown sent you. You can get $5 off your order over $20, or you can use the coupon code BREAK5. That's in all caps here on the screen, if I can pull it up. Uh, there we go. B-R-E-A-K-5, all caps, for $5 off any order over $20 as well on MadMushroom.com. That's Mad Mushroom. Feed your head. And Evan's doing his part. I am not doing my part tonight because I got a sweatshirt on tonight because I'm cold because I'm already over this weather, even though today wasn't too bad, I guess. But Evan's got a sharp-looking shirt on like he does every episode of the Boiler Breakdown podcast. And I'm guessing you got that shirt from the shop. I did. I'm looking here at our comment section. We got Sam Palmer, who uh, says he likes Purdue. Can't wait to watch Edie. And he's a new subscriber. And Sam, I don't know if, you've checked, if you haven't checked this out before, um, I'm not sure if you're a Purdue fan or another team. Thanks for stopping by. Yes, appreciate uh, Interacting with us. We have fun with it. Um, but if you are a fan of Purdue or other Indiana schools or the Pacers or somebody, uh, you might like the shop. Um, shop. The World Breakdown is brought to you by the shop. Shop has been bringing sports and hometown apparel to the fans since 2011 from their humble beginnings in garages and basements. You can find them at their two retail stores and online. They make comfortable shirts. makes everybody happy. The shirt is the one I'm wearing. It's kind of the 90s gradient. Um, Love it. Love it. Love the style um, from our youth. Shop's located in Carmel and Indy uh, over in Broad Ripple, as well as online at the shop indie.com. Uh, they make the best shirts, period. Next time you're shopping online, use promo code BREAKDOWN. You get 25% off. Yep, it's that perfect time to start thinking of the Purdue fan or the sports fan in your family because mm-hmm. we are uh, Christmas is going to be here before we know it. So, yeah. <laughs> Less than two months. Start that shopping now. So, well, Webby, let's uh, boiler up, hammer down, and uh, make some history this basketball season, shall we? On the on the good side, the yes, positive yes. side of history. Yes, the boiler up. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, yeah, I just can't wait. I'm excited. Let's do it.